welcome back to Slurred Cinema, the podcast about movies and mixology. I am your host, Joel, and I am joined by... Mystery guest. Ooh, it's Jeremiah. Oh, dang. Oh, I was going to try and figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Our theme today is all about mystery. Ooh. Mystery. Uh, Yeah. Um, Not Mrs. E. Just Mr. (laughs) Were you about to ask who Mrs. E was? I was. Wow, okay. Um, That's the mystery, Joel. And with that being said, we did bring... uh, a couple of cocktails. Before we really get into it, uh, though, can I just share a thought? Yeah, of course. My drink is uh, green, like those Ghostbusters drinks that we made mm, back yeah. when we did our Ghostbusters episode. Yeah. And we just saw Ghostbusters. We did see... That was a very sloppy segue. There's a character in that who who goes by podcast, and that's what we do. If you haven't seen the new Ghostbuster movie, I highly recommend it. We were kind of late to the train, but... Um, I, I was putting it off because I was like, man, I really am worried about this. Like, it's when people, they, they play a video game, they're like, I love this video game, I don't want to see the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, Uncharted, my husband, he really likes those games, but hasn't seen the movie yet. Yeah, um, uh, which I did see that. I don't need to get into it too much, but <laughs> he probably could skip it. Well, he's worried about the cast more than anything, but... Mm. Anyway... Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Highly recommend. Please go see it. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife yeah. Ghostbusters number three. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I, it was it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's a good movie. <laughs> Fucking the podcast kid stole the show. I thought. Yeah, he was the the best part. He has IMDb. He has nothing on it except for that the home movie um, Princess Bride that all those celebrities did. Oh, he was in that, right? Apparently. So he has that and then Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I would be excited to see, you know, what he does in the future. If he does anything in the future. But it's impressive in a movie that has Paul Rudd and Bill Murray that this kid was the funniest part. And the actor's name is uh, Logan Kim. I just I just had to look that up and give give credit. I mean, I feel like he got he got a good amount of, of laughs in. Oh, definitely. His last first uh, screen time was a good ratio. But it had the charm that the all-female cast one was lacking. Yeah, the, the 2016 one, um, yes. Like, I feel like they, the cast in that tried really hard, but I don't know if it was the writing or what, but some, it just felt like it didn't have a soul. Yeah, and... It was, it was the ghost of, of something good. I really like the cast of that movie, and I, yeah. I hope that they try something again because I'd, I'd see something with all of them in it again but that but ghostbusters movie was not great um the second one was okay but i think you could just watch the first one and then this new one and yeah the second one almost feels like a side story now yeah and i appreciated that the uh, original cast was in it about as much as they were because continuing their story while also sort of giving them like a good little like send-off especially one in particular without spoiling i feel like the way that they handled that was okay so hollywood is kind of flirting with this de-aging and deep faking and bringing back dead people and i would say every other time that they've tried was a failure I, i think this time it was acceptable just because he was a ghost so it makes sense that he can't speak. <laughs> right. Maybe if they'd planned this earlier, they could have recorded him saying something. Spoiler alert. 
I mean, the whole... It's a spoiler review, but like you said, it's been out for... Right. It came yeah. out, like, what, November? But it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, it will probably be streaming somewhere soon, or you can buy it, and high, highly recommended. I wonder if they're going to make a sequel, because they did leave a mystery about uh, who the kid's dad is. And you see the, the Ecto going back into the city. Yeah. The um, Ecto-1. So, if they make a sequel, I'll see it. If they don't, I think this was a, a good... Yeah. I mean, the, the trilogy, you know, it's self-contained, you're done. I, I kind of want to know who's banging Egon, though. Like, how'd that happen? He was so awkward. So, I thought when they brought their, like, s- secretary character from the first... Well, I, actually, she was in the first two. Um, when they brought her back, I thought we were going to... Like, she was going to be in it more, and we were going to find out that maybe she was, like the mom or the grandma of the kids because in the first movie those two kind of have a little thing but then she has a thing with rick moranis in the second one yeah well i mean she's like flirting with him in the first one and then in the second one they're actually together yeah Um, so i mean rick moranis does not appear um unfortunately unfortunately uh we miss you rick i know you listen please come on the show (laughs) You and Brendan Fraser can hang out and star in a movie together. That's a good point. <laughs> Uncharted, though, it it was a better video game movie. Like, I would put it more towards the good side of the spectrum than the bad. But it still is not, like, a very good movie. <laughs> I did, honestly, kind of like Tom Holland in this movie, but I, I also didn't really play the game, so I don't know if, if his... Uh, portrayal would would you know fit but for for the movie it well this worked yeah this is more of like an origin thing so in the games um obviously they're all older ah oh, that makes sense when I, they announced that they were making the movie i was like oh nathan fillion he's gonna play him that would make sense because that oh, would right. be age appropriate and he looks just like him but they decided to do like an origin thing about how he met like his sidekick guy yeah uh sully played by mark Wahlberg in the movie who yeah didn't have a Mustache, mustache yeah. but that makes a lot more sense. But then this movie did actually have a mid credit scene, and it had a character with an eye patch. I think he's one of the big bad guys from the games, maybe. And Sully does come back, and he has the mustache. And they're... they showed the mustache in the trailer, so I don't know what everybody was freaking out about anyway. But it, but it doesn't <clears throat> come until the mid credit scene. Just, just so everyone knows. Uh, also, yeah, spoiler um, if you care. The guy who actually did play Nathan Drake in in the video games, he does have a, a oh, cameo. That's cool. There's a scene where Tom Holland like washes up on a shore or or something, and he's just like sitting on the on the beach like in a lawn chair. Like, <laughs> and I I've not even played the games, and I I was like, oh, that's that's the guy because he looks just like he does in in the game. Nice. Oh, and it did that thing actually that some action movies do where there's like all the quick cuts. Oh, I hate that. And it. And it like made me nauseous. Yeah, I was about I was gonna go see it in IMAX. So and I, I did. I better not. And I sat too close. And yeah, was that all that we had to? Unless you have watched Murderville or only Murders in the Building. I did start Murderville. Did you like it? I really like it. Did you watch the Conan episode? I've watched the first two. So Conan and then the guy that Marshawn you... Lynch. Yeah, oh, that, he's the best. You said that was the best. And he is. There's there's like that scene when he when when he even like tackles one of the tri- triplets. Because he, he plays football. I don't know if we yeah, talked okay. about that before. See, that makes He's sense. He's a football player. That makes sense. But, like, I don't know. He just kind of 
took risks and went for it. Like, yeah, he he really committed. I feel like uh, the actual comedic actors, a lot of them, they laugh. And they're like, oh, wow, I'm being so silly. Marshawn Lynch, man, he didn't. No. He was, he was... He, his, the whole time, and it was so funny. And I should have told you to save that episode for last, because I think well, that was the best episode. Yeah, I, I, I think you did say <laughs> that that was the best one. And it started, and I was thinking, like, Ooh, should I just skip this one for now? But then you would, but then I remembered you saying something about not watching them in order, and I thought, oh, I'd better just watch them in, in well, order. Like the side story with his ex-wife captain, um, and then oh. the, trying to solve the the murder of his partner and all that. I see. Um, those those kind of things it helps to watch you know, linear, but just know that the show has peaked <laughs> with Marshawn Lynch with the second episode. Not that the other episodes aren't good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I will continue to. to but yeah, Detective Bagabitch was was. Ah, uh, that's uh, Bagabish. Yeah, it's French. It's it's, it's French. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about Only Murders? I I still haven't gotten. Oh to that. come on, man! I know that's I just, a good mystery show for those of you. Uh, yeah, it's a mystery show about a podcast. Yeah. So we're hitting all the buzzwords now. But to keep with the mystery theme. We have created cocktails that involve a riddle. And to improve the taste, Joel did put it in a... Oh, Is yeah, this from Burger King? McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. Close. It's a Batman Forever Robin mug. So from the 90s, Yeah. Uh, I'm sure all of you remember the 90s, McDonald's came out with these cool uh, Batman mugs. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking last night, oh man, I wish we had some of those mugs to put our cocktails in, because those are, those are cool. I almost went to our grandmother's house to steal hers, but... She probably has c- cooler characters than Robin. So you have Robin. I believe she has the Riddler one with the question mark handle. Oh, that is cool. That would have been much better for this, this week. I mean, um, it's still, it's the same. There is a question mark on it, you know. Yeah, it's but... better than the glass I'm using. Oh. So, my riddle. Sorry, everyone, I just smelled it. I should say the riddle is about a particular ingredient okay. in, in this drink. Okay. Okay. So, masked by this green concoction, I am jarring even when contained. Careful not to put yourself in me, spearing for the answer. So, is the answer pickle? Yes! All right! I smelled it and I was like, did he? No. But yeah, it's okay. It's savory and sweet. So it's orange juice, pineapple juice. Yeah, I get the fruity, but then it's like, it comes in, yeah. Um, it's one ounce gin. The, the pickle spear cuts through that. Uh, I think it's like another ounce of, yeah, pickle juice. I think, yeah, like the flavor kind of, I don't know, like it almost works, but I was more of just trying to hide it, but not. Not too too much. I, it comes through more when you smell it than mm. when you taste it. It's okay. much more balanced in taste. But yeah, nice nice uh, job. So we didn't text a lot this week, so our our riddles are a little different. I kept oh that's okay. I kept thinking in my head that it has to rhyme because I was thinking like it's a poem. There are no rules. Every everything's so fine. I was like rewriting it a lot on my way over here, and then when I got here, I changed the ingredients anyways. So. This is just kind of <clears throat> off the dome. All right. Do you want me to drop a beat? <laughs> <laughs> just freestyle and some alcohol poetry here. All right. The color of envy, this fruit so divine, 
flavored with the light so bright at night. As American as pie, give it a try. I think the answer would be apple. It is a green apple base. Oh, green yes. apple. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah, specifically green. I was going to say the color of granny, but that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. No, it makes me think of like the fall. If it had some some kind of like caramel, it would probably taste just oh. like one of those. Those uh, yeah, cr- that's caramel what I apple like suckers. That's what I should have added. So I stopped at the liquor store, and I got the alcohol for this, and I was looking for like a cinnamon alcohol to go with it. Mm. They did have caramel. Oh yeah, so maybe that would be so good. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So and I see they have some like spice in here. So so what is this? So, uh, the color of envy, the fruit so divine, green, apple, flavored with the light, so bright at night, moonshine. And honestly, I think yours tastes better than mine. So it's apple pie moonshine. They had the cutest little mason jars of oh, moonshine. Oh, moonshine. Oh. They really upped it. Like, I was already impressed with this liquor store by Joel. But they, they upped their game even more wow. now. So I just want to take like a shopping cart and just like fill it. Just oh. because I don't even like want to drink a lot. I just think they're really cute. Oh. <laughs> and then Jones Green Apple Soda. Yeah. And that that uh, soda come, comes through. If you maybe aren't already sort of guessing where we're going with this with the riddles. And the Batman mug. And the Batman mug, yes. we. Did we... you pick up all the clues that we put down? We are talking about the uh, the Batman that just released. I was about to quote the Riddler and say oh. that they're not as smart as I thought they were. But careful, because we're going to be talking about spoilers later. And in the meantime, um, you brought a special themed treat. Calzone Batman. I don't. I don't. Where's the receipt? I don't know what they call it. Little Caesars. Little Caesars. National chain. Hopefully, there's one near you. It somewhat resembles a bat. Um, if it hadn't got messed up in the box, it would have looked like the bat symbol, yes. I mean, I I, I, I understand it. You know, I, I get what they're going for. It also would have helped if I hadn't taken a bite out of the bat's ass. Oh, I thought but that was the head. Either way. I don't know. I've actually only had a breadstick, so I should eat some of this, too. Do I take the other end? If you want the calzone part. I mean, but I guess that's like... Fair the... warning, it is uh, a little spicy. It's got, like, pepper alfredo in it. Or something. Uh, Maybe you should have taken this part. Jeez. Oh yeah, just ripped the head off like Ozzy Osbourne. There you go. I thought this was the butt. <laughs> Either way, cheers. Cheers. This episode brought to you by Little Caesars. Feel the bat. No. What's their thing? So we're not actually sponsored, but we definitely would take <laughs> a a uh, sponsorship. And I'm sure our listeners would love to. Listen to us eat this delicious, cheesy, fulfilling, nutritious. It is kind of spicy. Yeah. yeah. So the crazy calzone that they had before did not have the spice. Mm. It had more of like a runny cheese in it. I think it's just really greasy. I don't think it's like supposed to be liquid cheese. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for sharing this. So I think that might be why it's so greasy because this part got flipped over. So the pool of grease that was oh. inside of it spilled. I also don't remember the first time getting it there being meat inside the calzone part, but now it looks like there's like ham in there. So they they really hammed it up, huh? <coughs> that was not a good one. So, uh, with that being said, we are going to sort of 
get into our review of the Batman. This part will be uh, spoiler-free, though, um, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, which if you haven't, I'm just going to say right off the top, you should go see this. I agree. Should we give a synopsis, maybe? There's this guy, Bruce Wayne. He is in his second year dressing up as a bat, and there is a killer, and he's taken out corrupt political figures yeah he's he's taking out high-ranking people yeah okay yeah while robert pattinson is working on the bottom this guy's starting at the top and they kind of meet in the middle and clash yeah that's i guess all that we really should say on that without spoiling anything the box office because everyone cares about that domestically it made 134 in its opening weekend and globally 248 and it was the second biggest weekend since the pandemic just behind um spider-man no way home which i think that says a a a lot because like that was the third movie in a very successful franchise yeah whereas this is the first one and it was the second biggest it was very long that um, is true which has kept some people that i know from going to see it because they're like when am i going to carve out that much time and they're was at least one point in the movie. I, uh, When we went and saw it, I dropped my phone in the first five minutes of the movie, went under my seat, and we went to one of the fancy theaters oh, with a recliner un- seat. that was under there the whole time? It was under there the whole time. So usually during a movie, I'll be like checking the time because I'm obsessed with, with time. But I couldn't do that for this movie. So I was just sitting there and being like, okay, this feels like this could be coming to a close. Oh, nope, still going. Okay. And then it would go for another you know, hour and a half or hour or whatever. I think that is one major flaw of this movie is the the pacing. There are times where it really slows down. You know, getting back to Spider-Man really quick, Mm. uh, there's also people that I know that are like, oh, another Batman movie? We just had one of those. Like, let's move on. But those are also the people that are like, oh my god, another Spider-Man movie. Like, I'm so excited. Like, another Spider-Man movie? Come on, let's move on, people. I'm so sick of Spider-Man. Anyways, sorry, rant over. If you're going to be upset about how many superhero movies, just don't. Just don't. Listen, don't go chasing waterfalls. That's all (laughs) we're saying. (laughs) Just be fair about it. Oh, DC is making another movie? Like, yeah, Marvel has six movies a year and 12 TV shows, so let's, like... Yeah, speaking of TV shows, there are at least two series coming, like two series spinoffs that will be coming to HBO Max set in in this same Batverse. In the Pattinson-verse. Yeah. Not the Snyder-verse. Pattinson-Pattinson-verse, yes. One is, I believe, a Catwoman show, so with um, Zoe Kravitz, and um, the other one is going to be like a cop crime drama, like... Awe and order. Um, and we will talk more in spoilers about those, maybe, because I have some like <clears throat> theories about where those will go, but I can't say them now without spoiling anything. Should we just get into to spoilers? Maybe. Yeah, well, that's. I thought we just should have started with a spoiler warning, right. and then we could have just said whatever we want. So from here on out, we're just we're just going for it. We're we're, just, we're getting into it. So we're going if you don't wild. want anything spoiled, if you want to go in fresh, uh, stop the episode right now. Hold on to your butts. We won't hold it against you. Come back and listen after you see the movie, um, or we'll see you next time. Cheers. All right, now that all the lame people are gone, <laughs> um, none of our listeners are lame, Joel. Uh, I don't know. Should we just start with the beginning? 
In the beginning, God created the heaven <laughs> and the earth. And now we're here discussing Batman. So that's pretty much a... The very first scene, to me, felt very like Silence of the, of the, of the Lambs. Yeah. With, with the way that the Riddler is, is looking through the binoculars. Which I kind of like how it starts because um, you don't know if it's the Batman or the Riddler. Because mm-hmm. it could be either of them. So it's outside a mansion, so you're even thinking, oh, is that is that little kid, is that Bruce? Exactly. Like, am I about to watch his parents get killed? So it could go anywhere. It definitely had like a horror movie kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, with like the cl- classical... Um, Ave Maria, um, and then like all that you, you can hear is 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 the breathing of the, mm. of the of the Hitler. <clears throat> and then it cuts to the inside where the killer's already inside the house. That was like like that whole thing was 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 done so well. It was done very well. They had um, so the establishing shots of okay, here we're at this mansion. You know, we're hearing this guy breathe, and here's this creepy. I mean, the song's not creepy, but in this context, I feel like... Yes. Oh, definitely. But then they go beyond establishing shots, and there's like, oh, here's an open window. Is that how he's going to get in? Like, Because like, mm-hmm. everybody knows what's coming, but we don't know like how. And, I don't know, there was there was something about it that felt very like classic cinema, like a, a Hitchcock-like scene. I don't know. Is that too, like, bold? Am I <laughs> stepping on people's toes with that? No. I uh, I, Alfred Hitchcock was the master of suspense, but I feel like, yeah, this... This, it was something that he could have done. And then even when we know the killer's in the room, the person doesn't know that, and they're, like, talking on the phone, and they're still walking around, and we're still like, oh, my God, like, is this, when is this going to happen? Which is very Hitchcockian, because I'm assuming you were going with the b- bomb. Yeah, I was actually yes. about to bring that up. Not in this movie, <clears throat> but... Yeah, there's not a bomb in this movie, but Alfred Hitchcock, he said you can make any movie interest or any scene interesting... If there's a bomb in it and you don't know when it's going to go off, something... I'm paraphrasing. He was basically pointing out it wouldn't be as thrilling or surprising if you didn't know the bomb was under the table. But it's when you know that the bomb is under the table, but, the but no one else. Don't, um, then that's when it's... Yeah. It also makes you really pay attention because you're looking for clues like when's this going to happen. Um, and you're waiting for it on the edge of your seat and so you're just intently focused. And I feel like this did the same thing. Like, yeah, we know there's a killer in the room, but that guy doesn't, and the guy on the phone doesn't, and the you know the newscaster that's talking on the TV doesn't. Yeah, but but we do, and the killer does. <coughs> but we don't know what the killer is gonna do. Yeah, I guess yeah. J- jumping off of of that, I love how they introduce the uh, Batman. It's very different from most other live action Batmans because normally see him. I mean, even Keaton. On the rooftop, and Affleck generally on a rooftop, but we don't really see him down on like the street, kind of hidden in in the crowd. And <clears throat> that's part of this Batman's whole thing, though, is he wants to. With other Batman, it's like yeah, they could be watching me and they could you know come down on me at any moment. But this Batman is like, well, I could be right next to you. Right, and the. Little montage of all the little like scenes of. I see in there. I don't know. I'm not gonna go get that can of spray paint. And I love the idea of 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 like a story almost told from like like the 
the thug's perspective, you yeah. know. Yeah. I was hoping that this movie would be more intense. In and with it starting that way, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe we'll have some scenes where the Batman is, like, he, he is scary to, to us, even. But I, I feel like we didn't really get, get that in, in this. But... Yeah, that would have been good, but then you'd be flirting with, like, is he an anti-hero or is he a hero? Well... And ultimately, they wanted him to look like the hero. Yeah, and as long as you still get <clears throat> to that point and you land there, you could still have some cool scenes where he... You know, like, maybe he is an anti-hero. Yeah, at the beginning of his arc, he wants to be vengeance. Yeah. And he's he's trying to dole out hurt on people. But in the end, he wants to be justice, and he wants to... Well, that, it's not just about, like, the fear. That is part of it. But you, you also need more of the compassion, too. And I feel like, yeah, like, he, he had learned that. The internal uh, analog. I had kind of hoped that they would have done it more because it was it was very like detective noir. Which is what they thought. I thought they said they what were going for. Which so I, I expected there to be more of that. It turned out to kind of be more of of a, of a piece. But had they done that a, a bit more, it could have helped with like pacing. Like he could have explained some things that we didn't have to see like long drawn out just dialogue filled scenes you know and i get that most of it there's an important story happening and it, it's better to see that but there's just a really long movie and there's a lot of talking and the pacing well do you remember the movie the watchman yeah of course because it was good right yes did that have a pacing problem do you think no i think like that one does a <clears throat> good enough job of jumping from like people to people Frequently enough. And, and you know what else it has? Yeah. Rorschach narrating. That's a really good point. So that one... That's a good point, yeah. That one felt like more like the noir. Yes. I mean, it was set in the 80s or whatever, but so... I, I just read on the internet, I never realized this before, the beginning of The Watchmen, mm -hmm. you know, it's taking all the pictures and going through all the time of this stuff. The original Night Owl guy is punching out a mugger in front of the Gotham Theater... That's why there's no Batman in that universe. Because oh, the original Night Owl kept the there. Waynes from getting murdered. That's very interesting. Yeah. But this isn't a Watchmen episode. And that wasn't a spoiler. That was just a little nugget for you all to research. But Yeah, anyways. to research or when you watch it, you can <clears> be <throat> like, hey, look at that. Speaking of, hey, look at that, did you see those weird Halloween costumes they had at the beginning of this movie? There's the one with all the, the points... Yeah. The spoik, spoiky thing. Like, it the feels... The spiky thing, and I was like, oh, it's King of the Wicker People. <laughs> King of the Wicker People. <laughs> and also, I didn't see it in the movie, but there were set photos taken, and there was a guy dressed as Superman. So, really? Yeah, so I don't know if that means that their universe has a Superman, or if Superman is a fictional character. In the uh, Marvels, the Eternals, they mentioned Superman also. Really? Yeah. The one Eternal has the powers of Superman. So a kid's like, hey, it's Superman. I didn't see that one. You should. I've heard that, but I don't I, I don't know. If if you are interested in going forward in Marvel, I feel like this sets up stuff. Okay, so I probably should watch so it. So if you are going to continue to be invested, you need to make this investment. And I think it's on streaming now. So. It is. So anyways, back to Batman. Back to Batman. This is not covering all superheroes. I apologize. But uh, we... I should talk to my doctor about some medication. Did you see the Kenobi trailer, by the way? Okay, we're just doing all this now. 
It's coming out on May 25th. They missed an opportunity. It could have been May the 4th or Revenge of the 5th. But no, no. They decide May 25th. Kathleen Kennedy, you're fired. Anyways, moving on. Well, maybe we could get into all that because we also did see the Mean Girls live show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so musical minute. Uh, We went and saw Mean Girls. Not together. Not together. That'd be gay. Uh, I took my husband. And I took my girlfriend. Which was not gay. (laughs) I took my husband. (laughs) But uh, no, that was good, right? Yeah, I think I like the movie more. They modernized the show to, you know, so there's now like social media and everyone has smartphones. Because the movie came out in 2003. Holy shit. What did we say? No, 2005. Because we said it. A long time ago. Well, because we said the wrong year the first time that we were talking about it. It came out when Lindsay Lohan had a career. Honestly, I, I think it was 2005. But anyways. Anyways, so they modernized it. It's got some catchy tunes. It's fun. Damien and Janice are more like the main characters than It's because they kind of... Just the focus on Katie and Regina. Like, they, they almost na- narrate the story. Yeah, they do. Uh, they're the, well, they give you heavy-handed, you know, the moral. I do wish I had seen the movie at a younger age. So I could I, I aspire to be more like Ke- Kevin Kevin G. <laughs> I always call him Kenny G. Oh yeah, like the like the yeah the sax player. Yeah, the first time I did that when I first seen the movie, everybody's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like Kenny G, the guy with the weird hair, and I was like, "No, the the guy that rapped in that movie." Oh, uh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin yeah. Kevin G. Yeah. Like, come on, that's is that really that difficult to you know? Anyway. I just I I thought Mean Girls was just okay. Okay. I like the movie more. I was disappointed that that we lost some of the iconic lines. Oh yeah, like what? There's several, and we we don't really need to get into it right now. Well, um, well there's still the you go gun Coco. Yeah, which and then everybody you know pauses for audience applause and cheers and shit. And no one did it. And they did that several times. Oh. And I feel like my. my um, theater was kind of quiet when they did that. There was like, woo, like. <laughs> um, I, I, we sat really close, and so you sat even closer than we did. Um, it's probably the closest I've ever been at this theater. And I told Kyle, you know, that we're successful when we're sitting amongst all the rich, you know, white ladies, <laughs> and they're all like clutching their pearls to get around us. He, uh, he wore his big witch hat. Oh, nice. And so this this lady behind us was like, I love your hat, but when the show starts, can you please take that off? Because I can't see around it because it was that big. It was like a fucking beach umbrella. So he wore it through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he made me switch hats. Like, I mean, oh. he we put his hat under the seat, which took up like both of our seats. And then he took the hat I was wearing. So he was like, nobody can see my hair. And I'm like, oh, you're right. No one can see it. <laughs> I don't want it's to see my hair either. Yeah, it was just okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that, like, I had any of the songs stuck in my head, like, they were that catchy, but it was just kind of a last-minute thing, and I thought that the t- tickets were pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. reasonable. Yeah, I'm glad you said something, because I was waiting for that show. Yeah. I was actually going to go to a different city uh, closer to my birthday, because it's on tour, and it was going to be then in this city mm-hmm. around my birthday, but then you said, oh, it's here now, so I was like, fuck yeah. it. And I got on, and tickets weren't bad, and so yeah. we had to sit close for cheap. Um, it was a good experience. Glad I saw it, but I don't think I need to see it again. The last show I saw at that theater, yeah, uh, Hades Town, oh, was fucking that? phenomenal. What, what um, is that? Greek mythology told through New Orleans jazz. 
That does sound pretty cool. Yeah. So, huh. do you know Harry Connick Jr.? Yes, Harry, Harry Connick Jr. So, uh, imagine him telling you a, a Greek story. Because hmm. the narrator was basically, basically just him. him. Okay. And nice. it's one of those shows, like when we saw Chicago, the band's on stage the whole time. There's, uh-huh. you know, music happening the whole time. Not a whole lot of dancing because the story is just so intense. There's a lot to, to get into. But the music was great. The story's... You know, it's not a comedy, but I thought that was just miles above. It was definitely, it blew my expectations out of the water. Mean Girls, I was like, yeah, I've seen the movie. I know, you know, what this is going to be like. And it was, it was okay. And that was called what again? Hades Town. Hades Town? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because, yeah, that does sound awesome. And I have always wanted to go to, like, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. And I love Greek mythology. And the, the, the soundtrack. It hooks you right in the beginning, and then it just flows so effortlessly. There's not a whole lot of dialogue. It's mostly just the singing. So when I turn on the soundtrack, I start at the beginning, and then before I know it, it's like halfway through the soundtrack, and I'm like, oh, shit. You know, that's I just was going to listen to one, and now... Wow. Because it's just like one big song. Just like the flow of this movie... God, we're all over the place. It'll just be a really fun edit. It's okay. <laughs> I had heard that this movie was going to be uh, controversial, and I remember even talking with you about the potential of the Riddler and Bruce Wayne being, like, related. Yeah. So I was thinking that they were going to do something kind of crazy like that. But actually, all it was, and I say all that it was, but I guess most people wouldn't know about this, um, because it actually comes from... Batman Earth 1, the inclusion of uh, Bruce's mom being an Arkham descendant, which basically means that... He has the potential for mental illness in his genes. Yeah, because he comes from an ancestry of insane people. Yeah. I remember there's a version of Batman in the comics where Bruce gets murdered and his dad becomes Batman and his mom becomes the Joker. That's the Flashpoint. Is that related to that? Like, she goes crazy because she's already crazy? Like, is that is that part of that, or is that, that just could something be. else? Well, so I always understood that as just, like, how they dealt with the grief. So, so for those who don't know, in the Flashpoint, the Flash travels back in time to save his mom from being killed, but in the process, he messes up, like, literally every other timeline. Bruce Wayne is killed and not his parents. His mom goes crazy and kind of becomes like a joker type crazy and then his his dad becomes a batman but a very uh in in uh, tense batman and just kills everyone and and so i guess yeah that could be uh related like why she goes, right, she's already predisposed to like like why she goes that route yeah um and um also in earth one when bruce's parents are are killed he is taken um, hot hostage, and so he is actually traumatized w- w- well beyond just his parents being killed in, in the fr- front of him. And also in that uh, comic, um, just like in the movie, the Wayne's kill- killing isn't just random, it's targeted, you know. Because Thomas Wayne wasn't, wasn't such a, a good guy, which is... Uh, theme that has been becoming more and more common over well i was gonna point out at some point in this review the similarities uh they took some inspiration from the long halloween oh for sure yeah and that part of it uh was was part of the long halloween oh okay yeah and and batman earth one so that makes sense 
Yeah. And then the the opening that we were talking about being creepy, um, that's on Halloween. Yes. That's, um, I, I've completely <clears throat> forgot about that. Batman and Catwoman working together. Yep. And um, finding out that her dad is uh, Falcone. Yeah. Even right down to the um, scars yep. that he had on his cheeks, that's mm-hmm. right out of, out of Long Halloween. So I remember... Uh, set photos first came out for this movie when they just started production you're like somebody saw pumpkins oh man it's gonna be the long halloween yeah so i was pleased to see that some of that yeah did did make it in there some of that is a good story some of it is and i think that they did take like all of the right parts from it for this movie although this movie could have been more of a mystery like that comic book is yeah Um, although i only say that knowing from from reading both of those comics exactly where this was going and i guess if you haven't read those that maybe it was kind of a shocker the whole like falcone went wayne yeah part of it so it was similar but it was different what did you think of his technology because i thought the little eye camera thing was kind of ridiculous yeah it was just a camera contact i just so like this batman is so DIY and his gadgets were going to be more of that style whereas this yeah, he didn't he didn't build a fucking contact lens exactly and so I don't know it's like I get where it helps with the story and it's kind of cool sure but if we're trying to make this grounded realistic Batman I feel like there are some parts of it like that like, yeah, in in the book, but that takes place before this movie. Like, oh yeah, he he gets the metal. He gets experimental metal from the company, and he builds his armor. He gets a muscle car when he's seventeen, and he you know builds it himself and makes it what he wants it to be. And yeah, and this just felt more like something he just sort of got from. Yeah, something he just took from work. Morgan Freeman. He's <laughs> he's still still there. Something and... he bought off Wish dot com. Oh, <laughs> and then there was also the the like little pen thing that he the steroids in- to give himself. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first saw that, I was thinking like, oh, this is like an interesting way that they will have Bane's venom come into this. Maybe it's from B- Bruce Wayne making like this thing. Yeah. Like he creates Bane, but then I was like, oh no, it's literally just for this one moment for him. I'm. Beat up this guy. I I think there is a potential. I mean, you, I could see that. Well, if you're listening, Matt Reeves, I think that's an. <laughs> I've got old, a pitch for you. I think that's a so-so idea that you could probably make way better. And then he he also just had like the grapple gun, but I did like how it kind of shot from his wrist. Um, um, he had the Black Widow electrocution wrist thing. That's that's right. That wasn't as, like, shocking. <laughs> but that wasn't, like, as shocking in the moment as I thought. That's just a nitpicky little thing. Because I did, in general, love this movie. Oh, yeah, we probably should have led with that. It's a good movie. You should go see it. Form your own opinions, definitely. I actually went back within a couple days and saw it a second time. Because I needed to <clears throat> process more. I wish, yeah, when I'd seen it, I had been alone in the theater. I could have taken notes uh, for this. Yeah. Instead of trying to recall back, I got some stuff here. (laughs) You want some of my notes? Second time? No, no. I just this was after I saw it, but I just was putting all my thoughts down. I don't see the point of his cape in this version. Yeah. Sometimes the cape is useful, and sometimes 
Well, I guess he does he does make that flight suit thing real quick. He seems to hide his stuff in it more than he does anything else with it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, there is a point when him and Catwoman, like, they're not really fighting, fighting. They're just kind of dancing around. And there is one point when he kind of, like, dra- drags it, like, over her. And I thought it was to sort of confuse her. But he's really just like, let me just take that <laughs> off of you. I I don't know. It, well, I just, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. I like his big heavy boots. So you heard him walking before you see him because yes. he wears these big clunky work boots. And if anyone has ever worn work boots, they know that you do feel like invincible in those things. So I can definitely understand the utility of it, but also like the kind of morale boost it gives you like yeah. in the book he kicks through a car window to save a, a girl from a burning car and, and I'm he like, has on those heavy boots and he has on these heavy boots and then i strap mine on for work and i'm like yeah i could kick in a fucking car door yeah. no problem oh i'm sure if there was someone trapped in there and it was like on, on fire yeah you would yeah you would you definitely do that I, I don't even need that i just if i want to say hi to somebody i'll just go kick through the window man those boots are indestructible that um and they make me feel indestructible yeah, that um, scene when he's slowly walking out of the darkness there, it, it of course made me think of the scene in in, in uh, Gl- Glorious Bastards, the uh, bear Jew. Yeah. Uh, which did you know that Adam Sandler like that's who Tarantino wanted the bear Jew to be really? played? I don't remember exactly why. I think it was something like didn't bulk up or something, but he like wanted to, or it was just like a scheduling conflict. I didn't know that cat was over there. I just saw a, a, oh. a black thing like appearing out of it's nothing Batman. behind you, and I was like, "It's either Batman or a demon." Could be either. <laughs> but um, I think it was also maybe just a, a scheduling conflict too. But I think that, that well, I guess Mike Myers did have a, a cameo in that too. So that's that was, true. That was a weird one. I don't know. But someone has since done a uh, deep fake and put Sandler's face over the oh, the guy I hate who that. Uh, the, the deep Roth. face. What? Eli Roth. That's who that is. Okay, yeah, cool. But you don't like uh, eat fake stuff? No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, me either. It kind of freaks me out, too. But jumping all the way back to the boots, um, <laughs> did you notice how he had, like, almost uh, spurs? Or yeah. Or at least when he walks, like, yeah. it, it sounds like he has spurs. Because this Batman, they they leaned more into the, like, cowboy-esque he the is, lone ranger kind of he, he's a uh, renegade who kind of just works by his own code and I've never thought of Batman in in this way until the Spurs and then there's like that scene uh, specifically when he gets out of, of the Batmobile and there's like the big like fire ball behind him and there's like that like kind of like like, like guitar <laughs> like um yeah if you see it or i'm sure you you know what i'm talking about right is there a part when he's investigating the first murder where they call him the lone ranger and they call gordon tonto or am i just imagining that i don't i don't think that happens no okay i might have just dreamed that i mean it's a long movie and yes i saw it twice (laughs) but i like i still think there's stuff that i that i gotta go see it more Jumping back to the beginning, I just want to touch on a specific point before I get into more generalities here. 
there's a gang that's about to beat up this guy and somebody being initiated into the gang has paint on half of his face because he's not a full member of the gang and i was 100 percent expecting batman to ask him his name and for him to be like my name's harvey and for him to tell him like go to school or something and then that kid becomes harvey dent okay I i was fully expecting that but on that note though there is another villain that makes a almost as disappointing uh, appearance in this. We almost made it through the movie without this motherfucker. I had heard about a scene uh, including the Joker in a jail cell of sorts, but I was like, no, no, no. This is just some weird fan like... The Joker, okay, is interesting. Stop. Just stop. That's enough. <laughs> we got other villains to cover. Every villain in Batman does not need to be the Joker. What if the Joker, though, was, like, a tiny part in this, though? It, the Joker is a tiny part in this. I'm worried about the next one. But that's what I mean, though. Like, what if he is just, like, a throwaway villain? Like, they built up this guy, and then he's only in, like, the first five minutes. I also... I, mean, um, I doubt it, but... I don't know if it's because I was so disappointed with seeing the Joker, but the riddle he tells Riddler is fucking dumb. Also, that laugh is horrible. That's the worst Joker laugh. You could put that up against Jared Leto's laugh, <laughs> and I don't know. I didn't think Jared Leto was... I'm, it's a different take on it. It's not what people were used to. I thought it was fine. Anyways. I'm, I'm just saying they're laughs. Like, what? He, he doesn't have a very strong laugh, and neither does... Oh, Paul Dano? No, um, the oh. Joker's laugh. Uh, yeah. The actor. I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, you just mean the actor in general doesn't have... Yes, okay. like, their portrayals, like, their versions, Jared Leto, and this guy's, their laughs, specifically, are... I can't remember his name. Killing of a Sacred Deer, Eternals, yeah. he was Druig, Green Knight, he was in for a minute, like, he's, he's oh, done some stuff. Oh, uh, Barry Coogan. Thank you. Thank you, Google, really. <laughs> Fine actor, get Joker out of my Batman. This is not... No. I just... Okay, and also... It's not peanut butter and chocolate keep them separate and yeah well well we're, we're all on a chocolate and s- salted caramel kind of kick right now so let's maybe do something <laughs> like that you know uh but also this now takes out unless it happened before this movie it takes out like the whole batman cre- creates the the joker uh, uh he could have put him in arkham in the two years he's been batman I mean, I get, right, so that's what I'm saying. It's like maybe they do have a history, but it seems weird to not try and include that later on in your t- trilogy. This is really nitpicky, and I know he's in an insane asylum, so I shouldn't take anything that he says. Just take it with a grain of salt. Yes. His riddle is the less you have of this, the more valuable it is. The more valuable you are. The less of these you, you have, have the, the more, more valuable, valuable like you become or like you are i thought it was they become well if, i don't remember if it is you then that makes more sense because the less of something you have the more valuable it becomes is just a basic principle of economics yes that could literally be anything like yes in the context of the conversation it makes sense that the riddler would figure it out like what joker meant but Anything you have less of obviously becomes more valuable. Was the Joker just leaving it open-ended and the Riddler just took that to mean friend? And the Joker's like, 
lame. Okay, I and that's um, why he's laughing in his face. Yeah, he's like no, he's I like, meant chocolate bars. <laughs> no, we're not friends. No, I meant gold coins. It could, it could literally mean anything. I feel the same way about seeing Joker at the end of my Batman that I did seeing Bruce Wayne at the end of Joker. They don't have to mix. We could have right. just had a Joker movie that just focused on a Joker. Yes. He doesn't need to be, oh, well, okay, I'm going to go touch this kid's face. And then we see the... Right. The fucking Wayne's murder, man. I'm sick of seeing it. And thank you, Matt Reeves, for not including that. But they did it in such a good way, like, through Bruce seeing the, the kid that... Yeah, we get to... that he, like, sees himself in that kid or whatever. Right, and that's all that that they needed i'm just saying specifically like people you got tickets to this movie before it was like officially like we we saw it thursday night instead of friday when yeah. it officially came out um so i went to work thursday night and everybody was uh, like oh i saw the batman and they were like oh god so how was the murder scene with the waynes that's why i'm not gonna go see this movie and i'm like it's not in there and they're no way i don't believe you i mean i didn't think that it would be in this one because i because i knew th- they knew that we didn't like it and that we didn't need to keep getting reminded yeah batman 89 the joker killing his parents okay put it in there right it hasn't needed to be in any batman since then if you know batman you know who's going to see a batman movie (laughs) now i mean and being like who is this character why this is so strange i hope they explain his backstory like we know we know who Batman is. So, pop jumping, culture icon. He's so, been around for a hundred years. Move on. Ju- yeah. So, ju- jumping off from that, we talked before about how the Riddler and Batman seem to have uh, similar goals. Yes. I think the Riddler is much more effective than Batman. Doesn't he say right in the beginning that he's been at it for two years and crime's only gone up? Yeah. B- Batman. Hello. Speaking of crime, people are just honking. Um. Him. Yeah, because he's he's starting he's trying to change it from the bottom up, and Riddler's like, no man, you start at the top. You take yeah. out top dog, and it'll and trickle down. You, and you just kill them, apparently. So his meth it's he's not justice. Mm-hmm. He is he's revenge. He's vengeance. He's he's the the bad. He's he's a bad guy. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in terms of they have this uh, same goal, go about it differently. The Riddler gets way more done than Batman. On the topic of the Riddler, the comparisons made to the Zodiac Killer, even how he is dressed, how he leaves like clues, and the Zodiac Killer would write messages to the p- p- police. I was also going to mention, though, there's this scene with the DA where the Riddler puts the, the bomb up around his uh, neck and that is actually kind of based on like the real life story i don't know if you've seen it i haven't but i've heard of it i think it was a mini series uh evil uh, genius on uh, netflix but basically there was like this bank robbery and it was like kind of like the same thing where someone had a bomb on their neck they didn't get the bomb off in in uh, time so that's kind of like what that was sort of uh, based on too hmm. Very interesting story. I mean, obviously tragic, but it's actually on Netflix, um, and it's just the one, one, one season. 
Speaking of the DA, uh, Peter Sarsgaard, he is above these mini roles that he's getting. Well, maybe that's all he want, wants to do. Which, you know? which is fine. I'm, I'm just saying. Did you see the Magnificent Seven where he was the bad guy? And I was uh, like, I did not see that one. Okay. No. You but, like westerns. I know. Um, I uh, think I just it. saw parts of it, and I just was like, yeah, I get it. Anyway, that was a, a smaller role. This was a smaller role. I feel like he's he's a better actor than the roles he's been taking. We should see him in more. I don't... But... Maybe it's just because uh, he was in the Green Lantern movie, and everyone hated that. Was he the big head guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, if that's Good the times. case, let's let's give Peter another chance. I mean, I don't think that that's that's the case. I'm sure he just is not taking on as as much work. I'm, you know, he's probably got like a family or something. I hope that's the case. Yeah, I, so. I think he's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. That makes sense. Yes, who is also in the Dark Knight oh! movies. Well, one of them in the Dark Knight. Yeah. I basically said everything I wanted to say about this movie. Should speaking of the Dark Knight, should we talk about other Batman movies? Did Did you have anything else? Anything about, like, the plot, any characters? Oh, no Court of Owls. That was disappointing. That was disappointing. I think that would have been really cool to at least, like, mention them and then have them come up later. Zoe Kravitz was a great Catwoman. Definitely. I liked her more than Anne Hathaway. I liked her more than the other one, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was crazy. I feel like uh, Anne Hathaway was just kind of, like, she was just stuck up. She like, was just Anne Hathaway. But and Zoe Kravitz was like sexy but lethal. In the animated series, the best Batman, arguably. The Catwoman, you know, she's she's tough, she's smart, she's she's everything. Zoe Kravitz was too. She felt more like she was like right out of the comic more. You know, kind of coming from this like street background where i don't feel like that comes off as much with the other catwoman i mean obviously michelle pfeiffer's is a very different catwoman but like hathaway we're supposed to believe that she also like grew up on the streets or whatever but at no point does that really come come off yeah there's some uh controversy right now about zoe kravitz apparently auditioned for Dark Knight Rises and was told she's too urban or something. Whoa. Yikes. So. Well, I'm glad she wasn't in that one because this one's better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there's... there's, I mean, that was the end of the series. This is the beginning of the series, so there's potential for us and, to see a lot more of her. And she's getting the spin Yeah, she's getting her own show, so... We're going to get a, a a lot more of of this cat, Catwoman, which um, I think that's great. I heard Halle Berry's was bad, but I never saw it. Yeah, me either. I've only seen a couple parts. The basketball scene, because everyone makes fun of it, and... She got the Razzie for it. The way that she scurries around. <laughs> it's kind of like that scene in in Sidious when the <laughs> devil man is, like, running on the wall. Like, it looks like that. Garth Maul. Garth Maul, yeah. She got Love the Razzie for it, and she actually um, showed up to the ceremony to accept. That's right. Like, fucking class act. I mean, because what else are you going to do? Like, not show up? I mean, come on. I mean, 99% of people that <laughs> no, I know. They don't. Yeah. So it was really cool that she did, and she she gave a speech and everything. It was like Sally Field. Yeah, she she was only, like, one of, what, like, two people to ever actually show up? 
Do they invite people? And I'm nobody sure. shows up? Or? Yeah, because they don't want to... They don't want to, like, in- encourage that, I guess. I I don't know why they'd want to go. I don't know. But anyways... Colin Farrell is... The Cowboy Penguin. Pot. Yes, the that Penguin. That was great. Oz. Um, had you not told me or had i not found out i i probably didn't hear it from you had i not known who the actor was mm. it would have been difficult to figure out because there's only a couple like words that he said where i was like okay that's colin farrell's voice i never could and tell it's, it's not even his voice it's hey he has an accent yes so after seeing several of his movies like there's some sounds that he makes where i'm just like that's unmistakably like him but if you don't know it's him that probably would have just flown under the radar. What I love ab- ab- about this one is, and with like this casting, it's k- kind of funny because penguins or cobblepots, they will <clears throat> speak in either a fake uh, like co- cogni accent or a real co- cogni accent. Uh, but this one, you have an Irish guy speaking like Tony Soprano. <laughs> like, so it's just kind of funny. And also, yeah, he just, I, I just kept seeing Tony, Tony Soprano. So do people call him Penguin because of the way he walks? I think they mention it in that book, but I forgot. So it's not like Danny DeVito where he's got, I mean, oh, you're yeah. listening to the spoiler part of this, so I'm sure you've seen the movie. Um, he doesn't have like the weird hands or Jeez. any that kind of like, He's not deformed. He does have kind of a hobble. He has a hobble that makes... It kind of looks like he's walking like a penguin. Kind of. Uh, he dresses in suits, I guess. So he's like... Yeah, but it's not black and white. So they say either in the book or in the movie why they call him the penguin. Although he calls himself Oz. People call him Cobblepot. I think we only hear like the penguin like maybe a couple times. And on that note, we also only hear the Batman... Uh, I think we only hear him refer to himself as a Batman, and everyone else calls him Vengeance. Zoe Kravitz calls him Vengeance. And the, the pe- Riddler, pe- Penguin does, too. The Riddler calls him the Batman. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's on oh, all nice. those, those those birthday cards. Well, him. right. He like writes it, but I, I was only thinking of like herbally, but yes, you're right. Also, Zoe Kravitz, uh, when Batman is interviewing the Penguin in the club, she brings him a poke bowl. Or what looks like a poke bowl. Oh, I missed that So part. maybe they call him Penguin just because he eats raw fish. Oh, that could be. Or because his club is like... Well, it's not his club. The club that he... Manages? Wait, that's not his club? It's Falcone's club. Well, now it's his club. Oh, I was about to say spoiler alert, but, but this no, is the spoiler section. The spoilers, but you did it to yourself. So yeah, they also just like set him up for future movies, and now he's gonna have so, so much more power. Well, the narration at the end. Yes. It was like there's gonna be a power vacuum, and somebody's gonna come out on top, and it's and the cameras it's, on him, and it's the penguin. He's yeah. clearly thinking like, okay, how do I turn this to my advantage? I'm gonna run for mayor. <laughs> Honestly, probably. I think the way he stores his battering is also inconvenient. So, not even batarang, bat bat knife. Yeah, it's just a big blade. And I thought when he climbs up on that cord and he takes takes the 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 big bat blade from from his chest that he was about to like throw it. Yeah, that was a very dramatic moment, and I'm not sure why. 
Well, because like, he could potentially die, and he is sa- sacrificing himself to save people. This is like the first, it, the first act that he's done like this. That isn't just I am just vengeance. But what did he do that those other strong men couldn't have done? He like moved a beam and then helped someone out of a hole. Like, what the fuck were all those other people doing? If you're gonna have people just standing around not helping, like, why is he the hero? Because he's like, hey guys, well, let's help. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I think they were just more in, like, shock, and they didn't know what he was going to do, so they're not going to, like, be like, oh, obviously he's helping, I'm going to go help, too. I thought it had something to do with the fact that that wire that he was on was electrified and about to dip in the water and electrocute everybody. Right, yeah, so he, like, jumps onto that to stop it from electrocuting them. So how does it not electrocute him? So suit is metal. So it does when he hits it, like, you see it... Go, go all like is it because he drugged up first like like through him but he just because he's batman he just survived well I it's also, also a movie so like we can't get like too too hung up on yeah him. it can't be like scientifically accurate because it's a movie like what this is a down-to-earth batman yes we can we can get into the nitty-gritty I mean, of it also, i would like it to be more like that but just like the dark knight there are times when it's not like that i was disappointed with how inconsequential the book was like, you don't have to read it? You you don't have to read it. The only thing that... If you were curious in the movie of how the mansion got burned, read the book. Otherwise, Which, it has nothing to do with anything. It was the Riddler. But you like, also that see... That cop he becomes friends with didn't come back. The gel that was um, used didn't come back. Like, the cop that helps him, I think, was one of the cops at, at the crime scenes. Because I feel like I recognize the name. It was the guy that knew what the... I was listening. It was a lady. Wasn't it a lady? I thought it was a dude. I don't remember it very well. That was a long time ago. But also, there's the part where he is ch- chasing the penguin in the car, and he he does like that same move where he like fakes left and then goes right. Oh, okay. So if we need the origins of that I'm not vehicular saying, maneuver... I'm saying that having read it, it made that scene more fun to watch. I'm not upset that I read the book because I was just audiobook. And well, yeah, I you paid for it. it. I didn't pay for it. Listen to it. Um, and it was interesting. I'm just I don't understand why they wouldn't set stuff up for the movie. I guess because I feel like they didn't want to write a movie that you needed so much context, like you, because you could just watch the movie and it's and in, it's okay. In the book, it felt like they purposely set him up with a different cop than Gordon to like subvert expectations. So I was... Oh, but we knew that Gordon was in it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that him and Batman were best buddies. True. Oh, do you trust any of these cops? No, I trust you. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that was so dramatic. That was like a middle schooler wrote that. Like, I, I don't know. know. I That was like out of a Twilight book, okay? I did really like the like part- partnership, like... I do, too. I'm just saying that was a very cheesy line. Speaking of cheesy, eat some more pizza. Uh, Not while we're recording. So how how would you compare this Batman to the rest of the Batman movies? The movie as a whole? Yeah, like, where does it sit? It's it's probably up there. Obviously, Batman 89 was, like, really good. Yes. And that set up a lot of people for lifelong Batman fans. So that one's... That one's top tier. The Dark Knight, the yes. best of the Nolan trilogy. Definitely. So that one is also way up there. But this one, it's good. 
What well, are you looking at me like that for? Because I'm curious, where is this third then? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, in no particular order. Oh, okay. It's better than Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. Is it know. better than Mask of the Phantasm? I mean, you're bringing an animated series into it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I liked the Batman more than the Dark Knight. And I think it's my favorite Batman movie. Yeah, I, I didn't make you pancakes for this movie, though. Wait, oh, because you did that for the last two, didn't you? For The Dark Knight. I made you Batman oh, pancakes. Oh, but not for Batman v Superman? I thought I, you made something for that. I made... What did I make for that? Mm-hmm. It wasn't pancakes. I just remember making just pancakes, like and I, I, I aesthetically had a Joker card sticking out of it. Yes. Like, I was very proud of that. And you also got those t-shirts. Oh, and then for this one, you got t-shirts. Yeah. See, so, it, you know, I mean, yes, that was very fun going and having my makeup done. Probably the best looking Joker there. <laughs> uh, no big deal. That was for The Dark Knight. Not that I went. <laughs> Imagine someone going in, like, full makeup oh, for, for uh, this movie. I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> no, I probably think, I think one guy ruined well, it for everybody. Well, and to be fair, <laughs> I was also 12 when I did mine. And I think if you're 12, that's fine. Yeah. But, um, Thankfully, no one showed up in a Riddler mask, because that would have been very upsetting. Like, okay. I mean, thanks for putting me in a paranoid state <laughs> right as that gummy is hitting me. <laughs> yeah, but I it's do... One, it's one of the better Batman movies, is, is the point. I this. think it is my favorite Batman movie, and... I mean, yes, it could have been shorter. There's a lot of story there. But I am excited to see where they go with it because I think Matt Reeves, he understands Batman on like the same level that like Nolan did, but while also making his his own. I'm gonna throw this out there. Um, yes, it's long, but it's not long in the way that Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice is long. That's true. Because I feel like in this. It's one long, continuous story that's fully fleshed out, and if you lose something, it might not... Well, I guess they cut stuff out of Batman v Superman, and then parts of that didn't make sense. Right. But then when we watch the extended cut, there's stuff it in that that we're sense. like, dude, f- we can just fast forward over this. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't feel like there were parts that that could be skipped. In the Batman. In the Batman. Yeah. Um, like, maybe... Could have made it a two-parter, you know, hour and a half, hour and a half or something, or two hours and two hours, and just fleshed out some more stuff. But it wasn't like, when I first sat down and watched the extended BVS, I wanted to fast forward. Right right in the beginning, there's like ten minutes of the soldiers on horseback just riding through the desert, and I'm like, what the fuck is this for? Yeah. This doesn't add anything to the story. I understand why this was cut. Or the Martian Manhunter didn't need to be in there at all. Oh, that was in... uh... Whatever. J- Justice League. Whatever. It's all It the all kind of just blends together because it's, yeah, it's a sure? lot of... Yes. That, that wasn't was, the Snyder Cut? That was the that Justice wasn't, League. Oh, my God. Snyder Cut, yes. I know. Terrific but, Batman. But they all But just, the rest of it can... I don't know. Yeah, need. it's like if we could just take the Batfleck Batman and put him in a more grounded, r- real universe like the Pattinson one here. If he got his own movie... Yeah. And they weren't worried about building a universe and tying it in and, you know, and setting up things. all the fantastical stuff. And <clears throat> yeah. he's talking to, to Martian Manhunter, like... 
If he wasn't getting a reach round by Jared Leto. <sighs> Whatever was happening there. That was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, on the topic of other Batmen, ironically, I still don't think Pattinson is, like, one of my favorite Batmen, though. The universe and the whole story, like, that's all great. But I just think his performance... There's not much to go off of. I mean, to be fair, it's only his first movie, and every other Batman has at least... Well, I guess not George Clooney and Val Kilmer, but... <laughs> yeah, but maybe there's a good reason for that. We will definitely be seeing Pat Pattinson come come back. I liked his Bat voice. It wasn't like voice modulator where you could still tell it's Ben Affleck, and it wasn't like a cancer survivor. It was kind of like Bale's, but not to the same... Yeah, it wasn't yeah. as over-the-top. So his voice was still disguised, but it wasn't like, excuse me, what did you say? And I guess one thing that I do uh, appreciate about his performance, and I think my favorite scene of the whole movie is when he's just in that that crime scene, and he's just silently like... Taking it all in? Just through like his eyes, you know, because you can clearly see like what he's looking at, and like what he's thinking, that was all great, that would, you know, there's been talks from fans that oh we need a uh, batman to have like like all white eyes like uh deadpool you know so that they can convey more but what they did with this this batman they actually made his eye sockets like a little bit wider so you can actually see more of of the space and the performance does actually come more through like the, the eyes yeah, that scene where he's walking around looking at all the clues. It was like in those Arkham games I watched you play where you're just walking around and, oh, oh this is highlighted, so I better go investigate. And I love that. those games. So it kind of reminded me of that. So that was, yeah, yeah that was a good scene. Where would remember. you rank him in, like, the Batman? I said Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and animated in no particular order. Oh, okay. So he's probably four. I feel like I did kind of like him more than Bale. And not that Bale is bad. It's just... I don't like the Dark Knight trilogy as much as I like where this one is going in. A detriment to a lot of superhero movies, especially Marvel, but something that kind of annoyed me in some of the Dark Knight trilogy, the jokes. This movie oh, doesn't yeah. have like any jokes, and I appreciated that. And if it was, it, it wasn't like... Like, a, <laughs> like the flash drive thing, that was... Oh, oh, this is a spoiler review. I can yeah. say it. You've already seen the movie. Th- thumb the drive. thumb drive thing was fucking funny. That was genius. But that what other jokes clever. were there? We didn't need any other jokes. That was enough. Yeah, so I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, definitely worth watching. Go see it. So, yeah, thank you for listening. In the next episode, we got the Oscars coming up. So we're going to be talking Academy Awards and... I guess predicting who's going to win? I don't know. We'll we'll all find out together in the next episode. We're at least going to review the movies that we've seen that are up for awards. Definitely. and um, uh, A lot shorter than this review. This is pretty comprehensive because we were both excited about it. Probably my most anticipated movie same, of this year. Same. I don't I've even, been, I'm not even sure what else is coming out this year, to be honest. I I was reading through a list. We got a Bob's Burgers movie. Well, it's it's <laughs> difficult with all the COVID, you know, postponements right. and everything. It's difficult. We've been waiting for this movie for a couple of years. Yeah. Cause so I feel it, like our excitement was just building for those couple of years, just like Bond. But definitely. that was last year. That was my most anticipated movie last year. This is this year. Definitely. Yeah. Because, like you said, I don't even know what else comes out this year. Bob Burger, though. Love that shit. 
Bob's Burgers. We got an Aquaman 2. We got Avatar 2. Which, actually, right now, those are slated to come out the same day. Yeah, Avatar 2 can suck it. I, I don't like the Avatar movies. Before the Batman, though, it showed... Uh, oh, yeah. It did, like, a mashup trailer for... Just The DC. Batman, The Flash, Aquaman, and... Black Adam. And Black Adam. And Dr. Fate was on screen, and I was like, Played Whoa. by... Played by Pierce Brosnan. No way! He was on the screen. Oh, he was holding the helmet. What? That was him. How did I miss that? Well, because it, it was maybe so I quick. Didn't, maybe I didn't know he was holding the helmet. Yeah, because um, because it was it was quick. But yes, Doctor Fate. Yeah, I'm very cool. for that. Is that Black Played, Adam? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So I guess I'll have to go see that. Definitely. Yeah, P- Pierce Br- Brosnan. Yeah, right. Yeah, love so, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, good. come on the show. Well, no, he's he's busy now. Swap some hobbies. What? Oh, yeah, he's busy filming a movie that's about to be released. Swap some hobbies. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of swapping hobbies... Dude, Pierce, come play uh, GoldenEye on 64 with us. And we will let you beat us, unlike when you played with J- Jimmy Fallon. Because <laughs> clearly he knew how to play it. They didn't tell you how to play. We will make or sure... Or that, that you would be playing. But maybe. you also lived it, so... I don't know if I would be able to play. I might be like him, struggling, because it's... I'm so used to technology now. Have you tried to play Nintendo 64 game recently? I did get it out a couple years ago. I just, I lost my um, GoldenEye or I just gave it back to you or something because it's actually yours. But So I've not played that one specifically, but yeah, it is very different because you can't uh, adjust like any sensitivity. I don't even know how to hold the, the thing. Um, well, but, when we play, we'll get we can give him the handicap of playing his odd job, like we used there to. We there we go. <laughs> but anyways, speaking of swapping hobbies, yoga. I, I I actually started doing that, and I recommend it to all of my patients. I don't actually have patients, <laughs> but it's changed change, change my life. Wow. But well, great, we can have him on the show and we can do yoga and I'll just describe what's happening to everyone. I'm, no, we were just talking about swapping hobbies and that's Ooh, something that I just... That's the hobby you're going to swap with him for one of his hobbies. No, then. I am just swapping it with you. I'm just swapping that, like, I am telling you that I have done this this hobby, that I am doing this hobby now. And that man should do yoga. He probably does. I actually do feel a lot stronger since since oh, I started. Wow. Anyways, we're we're trying to wrap this up. So yeah, the next episode it's gonna be an Oscars sort of review <clears throat> of what we've seen and what whatever else comes out of our mouth. Yeah, you guys know how we are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you should watch the Kenobi trailer. I'm sorry, that was just full circle. Uh, yeah, I will definitely have to listen to that one, or watch that one. Well, maybe I'll just listen to it, and I'll just kind of p- picture what it, what it looks like. <laughs> That's what I'll do. But yeah, uh, so thank you all for listening. You can listen on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, pretty much anywhere else you can uh, listen to podcasts. If you would like to reach the show... You can actually email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. If you have any uh, comments, uh, suggestions, suggestions for future topics, questions, maybe you could let us know what you thought of the Batman. Yeah. 
I was actually thinking about making a joke about, uh, sorry, like we don't have facts, we only have email. <laughs> Jeremiah, do you have anything else to say? Please drink responsibly. Please eat Little Caesars Batman pizza while you can. Uh, it's an experience. It came with um, some uh, posters. Yeah. So there you go. Um, uh, quality. It's not just like a little like yeah. magazine piece of paper. It's it's cardboard. But just be careful because you'll probably get grease uh, smeared all over them. Well, if you put the poster on the bottom of the box, or if it's you on the top of the like, box, should be all right. like if you touch the box and then you grab a a poster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? Oh, yeah, a napkin. Okay. Uh, but anyways, yes. Um, please drink responsibly. Three, Three two, two, one. Cheers. cheers.